0: Greetings shipmates! Welcome to this edition of Voyage of Rediscovery, a commemoration of the fall 1998 journey on Semester at Sea. Before we jump in, or shall I say dive in, a reminder that you can follow our voyage, access other conversations, check out all participant bios, learn about and contribute to the fall 1998 commemorative scholarship, as well as order swag. From sas25th.com, and that's sas25th.com. Dolphins, portside! All right. Excuse me. Let's start the show. In today's episode, we speak with Jeff Jones. Jeff attended Indiana University and is from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Go Stellars. I'm a Giants fan, what am I doing? Eh, Anyway, Mr. Jones and me did quite a bit of traveling together on Semester at Sea, and he's actually the reason I went, so this conversation is extra special to me. Jeff will speak about religion, his own faith, and the lens through which he sees the world. Hop on board, everyone. The ship is leaving.
1: I think semester at sea is relevant to me in a couple different ways recently. My daughters are in seventh and eighth grade. So one's going into high school and they have a lot of uh, friends with older siblings that are going on college tours or just went to college. So like what's next is actually on their mind at seventh and eighth grade. And so they also are much more advanced in social media than me. And so I, I've sat down with my younger daughter and like I think might be my older daughter, and sh- just showed them the Instagram feed from Semester at Sea, and and showed them like this is what college and an experience in life can be, and look at it because we recently uh, traveled to Israel for their Bat Mitzvahs, and that was like I was like eh, for them in their kind of privileged world. Uh, I think partly, be partially because, you know, we traveled on a tour with like both sets of their grandparents, and so it just it, it wasn't as exciting as I thought it would be for them. And although they're getting bat mitzvah, I one of them is an atheist, so their Jewish identity is not there, which I can't blame. However, we just went on spring break to Paris and London, and we went with two other sets of families. That have a total of five kids, all within the grades that my daughters are in. Some of them being like really good friends with each other, right? But all kind of growing up to each other and all going to school together. And that was an amazing travel experience, right? Where we weren't on a tour the whole time. We had some tour guides at separate times, but you know, it was very social and uh, a great experience. So I kind of look at it from the lens of my kids, unless it's the lens from myself.
0: I think it's totally relevant. And that's probably the perspective that I'll ask you about as we get to the end of this conversation. It's really about the next generation and what to bring forward. But the first question I tend to like to ask is, what made you go on Semester at Sea? Was there an inspiration for it?
1: I actually have a good story here. Um so this was pre-internet for all of us that went on semester at C in 98 pretty much. I think I would have been in like middle school 7th or 8th grade and I enjoyed sports and so I would read the sports page to look at the box scores of the different games and then I just started to enjoy reading the newspaper and I would read a lot of the newspaper not every section. I think on maybe Sundays there was like a lifestyle section of the Pittsburgh I don't know what it was, Post-Gazette, maybe back then or something. Maybe it was just called the Post-Gazette. This is back when the newspaper industry had competition and multiple papers. And there was an article on Semester at Sea. I guess we'd have to go back in time to understand the exact year. But if I remember correctly, they went to South Africa. And if you remember on Semester at Sea, you bring a professor and like a student on before every port to kind of teach you about the culture. And they brought on Nelson Mandela onto the ship, I believe, and or they got to meet Nelson Mandela. And so I just read about this. I thought this was really cool. And so I wanted to go on a semester at sea ever since that. And so I didn't really have a travel bug yet. That was before you and I met on a trip to Greece and Israel, which definitely helped influence the travel bug. But I think that would have been how I found out about it and the inspiration for it. And then I do remember going to University of Pittsburgh to talk to people about it and learn about it. And I feel I don't remember meeting students as much as I remember meeting, I don't know what they were called, the seniors or the, the people that were, you know, pretty much retired. And I met a really nice couple and they actually gave me some really old semester at sea like an old semester at sea vintage t-shirt, which I don't know why I didn't wear more. I think it maybe didn't
0: fit. Uniquely, as I ask everyone these questions, it's very personal for me because you are the reason that I went on semester at sea. We met when we were 16, went off to college and stayed in touch And you were the one that told me about this program. I don't think I knew anything about it. And then I remember signing up and then there we were. And one day, basically, I flew to Vancouver and there you were. And we were about to get on a ship.
1: Yeah, I think we went to a bar that night and enjoyed the under 21 drinking age. But uh, then we got on the ship.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. I go back and I look at the album that I have, and I have a picture of your parents because your parents flew up there or out there with us. My folks were not there. And I still have a picture of them waving to us as we were about to sail away. What are your memories of the initial onboarding process and just first reactions? I don't.
1: I just remember, like, being excited. You're probably a little nervous you know i i knew you i think maybe there was a person i knew I, there was a person i knew from my high school that i didn't realize was going on it there was a couple people from my university but i don't think i knew them ahead of time maybe i knew one person uh, it's tough to remember and so it's kind of like who's your roommate and kind of excited for the voyage i think maybe the f- first part of the voyage is 13 days on the ship before we got to Japan, I feel like we went through three or four typhoons. I'd never been on a ship before. That was my first time. People got sick, I remember. And and like, I was ready to get off the ship after the first 13 days. I I don't enjoy, I've been on one cruise since. Don't think I'll ever go back. Not that I don't enjoy the open sea. I love it, but I, I don't like being confined, I guess. That's what I remember, but it's not my biggest memory. I guess there's so many, you know, there's a book by... Uh, is it the Heath brothers or one of the Heath brothers about moments? And you kind of remember different moments. Maybe that wasn't as uh, impactful as a moment for me as some of the others.
0: Well, I think that from the conversations that I've had, that's not surprising because there was so much more in store. But one of the things that I remember is that we had signed up to potentially be roommates and we didn't get selected to be together. And I was concerned about that for whatever reason. I wanted that. I wanted to continue to build our relationship, and I looked forward to being bunk mates or cabin mates. And as soon as we got there, I think I was much more okay with the fact that we weren't rooming together because you wound up getting a closet, and I wound up getting this castle with a jacuzzi, a bidet, and a couch.
1: Yeah, I. Uh... I remember that too. Cause I think you you did the three bedroom, I did the two bedroom, but you had two roommates to hang out with. And like you you immediately had a social center, which I was used to in in college. Like even though all the dorm rooms were the same, like mine was we had we had the social room, I would say, where people I'd come in there and be people already in there without me being in there or my roommate being in there. So yeah, I, I do remember that as well. I also remember. I didn't smoke cigarettes. Uh, And I've never smoked like a cigarette in my life. And the being a little jealous of the smoking deck, because it instantly became a social institution. And my whole life in college, all my roommates smoked. And I was always the one that didn't go out to smoke. And I just I remember that uh, as well.
0: Yeah, the smoking deck was where a lot of friendships were Made quickly and deeply. People have uh, been talking to me about first impressions and obviously getting through the typhoon, Typhoon Vicky, which was significant, and then landing in Japan. And you and I traveled in Japan together. I still remember the endless search for Nuno Falls that we never found. Somewhere there is a small waterfall that is calling for us, that I have to visit at some point in time, but we were in some residential neighborhood, and we just never got there, had no signs that we could follow, and maybe a guidebook that we allowed ourselves to <laughs> lead us astray.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I would not have remembered that, but till you said that, and maybe because we have a picture of like some stream of water and we're like, is that it? I feel like if you, if you would ask me after the trip to rank like my favorite countries to visit, Japan would have been the least favorite. But that's nothing against Japan. And I can't wait to go back. I haven't been back since. I would say it's because I was just an inexperienced traveler at that time. And I really didn't know how to do it and do it efficiently. I think you and I went up to Kyoto, but we picked a youth hostel where you had to be in there at like 9 30 p.m. And, and I'm like, I can never, never do this again. You know, you weren't there to sleep. You were there for five days and experience as much as you could. I remember going to a, a baseball game as well. And I remember going out and it was the first time traveling where it's like you were still getting to know semester at sea people. I remember trying to have maybe an internal conflict, like, how much do I want to get to know? I already knew you, but like spend time with. Semester at see people. I want to get to know people from Japan and locals. I remember going out and um, some inhibitions being released when you're there at late at night. I remember going on the homestay, we went to the grocery store, and like, which is so cool that we got to experience that. I also have this.
0: Oh, souvenir showing. This uh, is exciting.
1: I studied Buddhism, so you. As part of the requirement, which was great, you had to go to a few different Buddhist temples. So I walked into a Buddhist temple by myself, did not speak any Japanese. The monk there didn't speak any English, but we sat down and hung out for like 30 minutes, an hour, I don't know. And he gave me this book, and I still have it to this day. And it's in English. And it's got like who it's published by, the history of Japanese Buddhism. And so I think that's pretty cool. That is cool. Oh, I I haven't looked at it. And then I have a business card here from. The governor general. I don't know where I got that. It's in Japanese. Shinshu Bikojiha. Yeah. I don't know. I should
0: read wow. this. Again. Yeah, that's good. And you know, 25 years later, you open the book. That's exciting. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So just- I, I
1: think this is see, I like everything's through the lens of my kids. I think this is really interesting. Like we didn't have phones then. I think we used to joke that for some kids that were on the trip. Or young adults, whatever it was, shopping at sea. It seemed like their whole excursion was to go and buy things and bring it back to the ship. And that's that could have been us being judgmental. They were having their experience. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Uh, but now, like the way I look at it is, they're on Instagram and they're like capturing the moment, right? And I know my daughters and like how social media has impacted them, and I'm like ah. I feel for them because I don't think they're going to have the same experience that I had. And that they're going to have a wonderful experience, but it's just different. And so when I look at it, the lens for me, that's how I look at it.
0: Yeah. The moment today is recorded, but it's not experienced in quite the same way. And I've had this conversation with a few people talking about just the speed And volume of information and experiences that get absorbed or just get ingested. They don't even necessarily get absorbed. And that was part of it is reconciling that, I guess, confrontation you're having with novelty, trying to make some sort of sense of it, and then at the same time, be as immersed in it and present as possible. And that was Certainly for me and for, I think, others, one of the challenges being there, doing it, and understanding it at the same time as it's happening. Yeah, exactly. So after Japan, we continued on our way, and you talked about some of your more special memories. So maybe let's revisit some of those. What are some that jump out that stay with you?
1: Oh. Uh. Gosh, that could take a while and I didn't prepare for this. I was, After Japan, did we go to China or Vietnam?
0: We went to Hong Kong and then some folks flew up to Beijing and some folks that didn't join the excursions had to stay in Hong Kong.
1: Yeah, I remember Hong Kong and Beijing. That was a great experience. We went to a university and got to meet with some students there and probably the first experience with communism and talking about it. And I almost remember like, thinking they're not telling us what they want to tell us. That could have been, you know, our ethnocentric Western American views on that. Then we went to Vietnam and I remember pulling into Vietnam and thinking back, we talk about privilege a lot today with our kids, thinking like, oh, how privileged am I? When my dad came to Vietnam, he was in the Navy and he was going into a war and he was like coming down this same waterway, like hoping not to get shot and lost a lot of his friends and peers and colleagues. That was an interesting memory. And then I remember us going to the Coochie Tunnels and I didn't do this. And then like them charging a dollar a bullet, kind of like they do in Vegas. And I just thought like I, I couldn't do that because I was thinking about like, you know, being 18 years old, 19 years old and, and on either side of of the war.
0: Do you recall choosing a song for me to sing in what Bully. felt like a Bully, vietnamese right? gangster bar yes yeah. yes you probably kept me alive by giving me a song that i didn't really know well because if it were prince or the backstreet boys or something like that it might have been a different kind of performance that i delivered
1: yeah um, that's my fault. I mean, I guess it's good. I don't know why my song selection was that maybe it was a limited song selection. Probably wouldn't have selected Backstreet Boys. Prince would have been great. Uh, I don't know your version of Prince if that would have been actually. <laughs> great, but, uh, may he rest in peace. Um, yeah. when we went, we go into Malaysia, remember the Longhouse in Sarawak. I feel like, um, yeah. I also remember going to a beach with you and thinking like, Oh, I don't need sunscreen and getting really burnt, which like, you know, now as you're older, you reflect on that. Like how stupid were you?
0: That was a totally different sun, a sun that my skin is not familiar with and my entire face peeled off. I recall.
1: Oh, you too. Yeah. We were, then we were in it together.
0: Yeah. I remember that, but
1: that's, that's how you learn in life, right?
0: Some things you have to learn the hard way. And then, you know, as a parent, you try to <laughs> instill some sort of measure of precaution in your children. Uh, but I guess when you have children, you know that that is useless. They've got to figure it out on their own also.
1: Yeah. And we were supposed to go to Indonesia originally. There was like civil unrest there. I think their economy kind of fell. So we, we went to Malaysia instead. It was, But it was great.
0: Wow. Didn't remember that. Do you also
1: remember, did we, we gain hours? Oh. Because we were going around the world this way, we gained hours all the time, which was awesome. You got an extra hour, you know, in the day. I remember thinking that's so cool because in we went in the fall semester. In the spring semester, I think they go the other way. And so they lose hours. So I'm like, oh, they're, they're missing out. On all these hours.
0: I vaguely remember having those celebrations anytime that that was announced. Everyone was so joyful. Yeah.
1: But you know what we didn't do? We didn't cross the equator. So we didn't have that whole... Head shaving? Yeah. That... I do remember going to India and there was a couple really impactful experiences there. So with India, one is we lost the librarian and that was really sad. And I remember like... That being tough for everyone on the ship. I also remember, like, I thought it was what a really cool thing about Semester at Sea is, like, you could sign up for the different excursions led by professors. And I, I don't, did. I don't know if you went on this. I, you might have. Like, we went and saw entrepreneurs, and they they focused on women entrepreneurs. So, like, it was these kind of loan programs that they would give out to help women who, you know it was a challenge, a challenge to drive an income in certain parts of India. I also think like one experience for us, because I think I studied Buddhism, to go to Buddhist temples, to go to the Vatican, to go to um, the Dome of the Rock, which is one of the holiest places uh, in Islam, which you really can't get to as easily now when you travel Israel is, is when we went, uh, which is a shame. We went to the the Western wall, you do all these things and like experience different kinds of spirituality. So for someone that's really not religious today, I still reflect on that and see a lot of spirituality and the power of that, uh, which was interesting.
0: How would you say that experience around touching on all of these great historical religions all during the same period influence perhaps your approach to spirituality or just even more broadly life today
1: i don't know that's too deep of a question on a a work day at 10 30 when i've got like (laughs) zoom (laughs) um you know i feel like i was more religious when i was younger um and just as i've gotten older i've i've become less spiritual maybe i don't need it as much or i just You know, my focus and attention is elsewhere, or maybe I'll find it again. I don't know. Or maybe that helped impact it that, like, how can I choose one religion when so many people get so much out of all these other religions? And it's pretty hard to go to the Ganges River and and Varanasi and, like, have that experience that we had and not take any spirituality out of that. And that's not my religion, but I think it's really powerful. And so I'm open, you know, it, it helped me be open to everything, probably. So maybe maybe that's it. Maybe it made me less spiritual because there's so much out there. Like why, why choose one?
0: Does anything stay with you more than anything else when you think back on that period of time?
1: I just remember like, it was such an amazing experience. I was trying to choose between semester at sea and and, and going to Spain. And it's almost like, I wish I would have done both. I still, to this day would like to have my family live in another country for a period of time and just kind of embrace a different culture and learn. And You know, if if Semester C did anything for me, like traveling and learning and experiencing different environments and cultures has been awesome. And my wife and I, I think, did a lot of that uh, before kids and then after kids. um, Shame on us. We haven't done it as much. And now we're starting to try to do that again.
0: Tell me a little bit about your life now and how if in any way you think semester at sea directly or indirectly informs your, your work and how you spend your time and who you spend it with.
1: I don't know if you can pick just semester at sea is being the one thing that dictates who I spend my time with. I think like one, one regret maybe is like, I didn't get on social media early. I'm not really on it much today. However, if we would have had Facebook back then or some kind of social media platform, I probably would have stayed in touch with people better. You know, back then you still wrote letters. Uh, you still like wrote emails to stay in touch. And so like I, I went to Brazil with a group of semester at Sea People a couple years after and we had an amazing trip. But then, you know, outside of you, I don't think I've really stayed in touch uh, with too many people, uh, which is a shame. You know, but I think overall, I would encourage it for everyone just because I think everyone should travel abroad and learn uh, from other cultures and and have different experiences. And I think that's the most important thing. And like that's what I want to try to give my kids. I think I talked to a lot of people that maybe went to university or didn't go to university, and uh, one of their biggest regrets is they never traveled when they were younger because you have a different sense of exploration that I wouldn't do now. I wouldn't do a lot of things we probably did in semester at sea, just because maybe I have more responsibility now. Gosh, do you remember when we, we broke the rules and rented that car and drove up into the hills?
0: Was it Turkey?
1: Are we allowed to say that? on? Are we Are we gonna get in trouble? Are we gonna get kicked out now, Alex?
0: You're gonna get kicked off the, yeah, you're gonna get kicked off the ship. Um, yeah. yeah, we did it in Turkey. It was not the only time that I believe I did that. But yes, we definitely did it in Turkey. But I think at that point in time we were already out in Cappadocia.
1: So yeah, we took a 12-hour bus ride from Istanbul
0: through Ankara to
1: Cappadocia. I wouldn't sit on a bus for 12 hours probably now. But back then it was hell yeah, let's do it.
0: So, we had bad red wine also. So
1: yeah, I mean, what what great experiences to Going to cities, then like you talk about Cappadocia and like Morocco, going into the the mountains there, going hiking. It was great because you had the experience where if you wanted to learn from the professors and go on an organized trip, and they could they could create things that you couldn't do. Like if you didn't go, if you didn't get the visa in Vietnam or the visa in China, you couldn't do it. You couldn't explore on your own. But then other places you could go and just explore on your own and. And you could, you know, as far as you could travel, you know, within that country, you would. And however you needed to get there, you would. So uh, all within what, four or five days without without phones to tell you where to go.
0: Well, if we had a phone back in 1998, we might have found Nunobiki Falls.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Have you looked it up since? Have you looked it up to see if it's?
0: No, right now it you know, it's on another plane. Like it's, it's in the abstract. It doesn't even have to exist. It just represents something that I'm always striving to find.
1: Yeah. I think another regret that I have is now I remember this. I think you gave me advice to go look through things ahead of time. I didn't do that, but like people that we met overseas wrote us letters. I was a junior in college going back to college and my address changed every six months or every year for the next few years. And like, I didn't know where I was going to live next. Cause you're young type thing and just lost people's addresses and like lost that correspondence. That's, what's kind of great about social media today. Cause like getting connected is so easy.
0: Yeah. It's all changed. Last memory I'll ask you about and sort of let you off the hook here. Do you remember in Marrakesh when we went in the market and we went with the shopkeeper And we had a woman named Liz with us who spoke more French. I don't know how much French she actually spoke. She spoke a lot more than we did. And that was the lingua franca, or at least the common language that they could communicate to. And so he would speak to her and she would translate to us. I still have a tape cassette that he gave me or that I bought from him. And I recall Drinking mint tea with him with tons of the blocks of sugar.
1: You remember what else we did with him?
0: Yes. Also not allowed on semester at sea. Yeah. What an experience that
1: was. I thought his name was Muhammad. And I remember I remember Liz and and it was a great experience. And we're in the shop in Marrakesh, I still have a mask that I bought from him, but it wasn't like we were just buying, we got past shopkeeper, we we became friends. I remember them shutting down the market and us having to go in the back, so like security didn't see us or something. And I remember being a little nervous about that. Did he have a black and white TV or a little TV in the back with something on? I also remember him showing us pictures of his wife, I believe. That we couldn't really understand that she was no longer around and he was sad. I also think he showed us maybe pictures of things he was doing that he shouldn't have been doing in in a very religious country, but uh, having a great experience. And like I probably wrote down his shop, and I would certainly have pictures of him somewhere to this day with us. But yeah, never never got back in touch with him. We had a lot of shared experiences for sure. Which
0: we traveled a lot. Dave shared this trip and this trip. And, you know, in some cases, there's been some intersection where I was there. might've seen them. I don't and didn't have personal relationships with all the people that I'm speaking with. But as you went through it, I realized how much of the shared experience we had because we traveled together more than I think I traveled with anyone else.
1: Let me ask you one question out of all these interviews. Like, what have you, what have you gotten out of this experience That's like, oh, I didn't realize I would get out of this experience of talking about that experience.
0: Well, I think one is the notion of these are my people or the uniqueness of having a shared experience that is exclusive to a period of time, a geography, and a single body. So there is no one else on earth except for those people that were on that ship that can relate to the same experience during that same period in the same way that I can. So that makes that trip so much more special to me. And I think I realized intellectually when we were there that it would never happen again and that it was, something that I wouldn't be able to do in the same way. And I'm finding that that is a true from having spoken with these people that this is one very special piece of my life.
1: That That's a really good point though. Like the shared experience, that is a bond that I think you can have with other experiences but a, a pretty special one with Semester at C for sure.
0: Yeah, and then What I was also going to say is how memory is really funny, how you have these internal compartments that store things and you'll never find them except if somebody, like other people hold the key. There are some things, if I hadn't spoken to you again, I would potentially never remember some of those memories, but you add another dimension to my life by sharing what you recall from that particular moment or day and so you know you brought back a moment while you were talking about japan when we were going to this hostel and i have this vague recollection now of us potentially like putting the wrong change into the bus to pay for our fare and the bus like not moving or getting it stuck and thinking that maybe we put Let's just say a New York City subway token when we were supposed to use some sort of you know yen coin or whatnot. and I don't even know if that was real, but you surface that and that's kind of adding a richness to my present day that I wouldn't otherwise happen upon.
1: It is now uh, amazing to see you again, Alex. You look great.
0: Um, you look just like the day we were at semester at sea. So, well, this hat—this hat was uh, was was the was not the yellow hat, but it was like a yellow hat that I had, and so I wanted to re-embody uh, the person that I was on that ship.
1: Good for you, and my best to the
0: family. Sounds good. Good to see you, Jeff. Thanks for your time. Thanks for checking out this edition of Voyage of Rediscovery, and don't forget to also check out sas 25thcom that's SAS25TH.com for everything fall 1998. We'll see you next time. And remember if you're not back by 8 p.m., the ship will leave without you.